Alright, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Daniel chapter 6 tonight. Daniel chapter 6. And uh, here we go, Daniel chapter 6. And I want to preach a very simple message. You know, we're in a series called We Are The Church. And one of the great qualities when it comes to church is this quality or this spirit, uh, which is actually found in the fruit of the spirit called faithfulness. And you know, as a church, we're called to be faithful. Can you say amen? And so tonight I want to preach a message entitled Postured Towards Faithfulness out of Daniel chapter 6 verse 4. And as you're turning there, one of history's famous volcanic eruptions took place around August 24, 79 AD. This is a very long time ago. Mount Vesuvius erupted burying the ancient Roman city of Pompeii. Many people were found buried in the ruins. Some were found in basements trying to run from safety. Some were uh, found in the upper rooms of buildings and homes. Uh, But they're standing, I want you to picture this tonight, but they're standing at the city gate was a Roman guard, still in his position, still with his hands gripping his weapon. And there, you know what, while the earth shook beneath him, while the floods of ashes and molten lava begin to cover him, he stood at his post. He stood there as a faithful man doing what he had been called to do. And a thousand years later, this faithful man is now a particular statue still standing there today. This is an amazing story. And so I want to preach a message tonight entitled, Postured Towards Faithfulness. Because you know what? We need to be faithful in the midst of what's happening out there. Can you say amen? You know, the world is running around. You know, what's going on? What's happening? But you know what's happening? The church is still being faithful. The church is still growing. The church is still being faithful. And you know what? In their giving, the church is still being faithful. As you guys come tonight to church, being faithful in the midst of all fear of this and fear of that. You know what? The church is still going forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So let's consider tonight, postured towards faithfulness out of Daniel chapter 6, verse 4. And the verse reads this, so the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom but they could not find no charge of fault watch this because he was faithful nor was there any error found or uh, sorry nor was there any error of fault found in him you know what as we consider this thought tonight postured towards faithfulness you know faithfulness requires a mindset where, you know what, it's just this continuing, there's this determination, and faithfulness requires consistency. The definition of consistency is defined as holding it together, firm or coherent, united with the same principles or practice. So here it is, it's a mindset set in place that I'm going to be faithful regardless of what happens in my life. That I'm going to be faithful to Jesus no matter the circumstance. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep believing. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep on serving Jesus because God has called us to be faithful. Can you say amen tonight? You know, Strong's Concordance describes someone who demonstrates faithfulness as someone steadfast. Proverbs 20 verse 6 Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love or goodness, but a faithful man who can find? 
You see, here is the issue that we, we believe God. You know, God help me to be faithful. And yet the text gives us the question, can there be a faithful man to be found? Can there be a faithful man or a woman ready to be found? In other words, that verse is saying many people are quick to defend their own goodness. But when it's stripped back, who can find a faithful man or faithful woman? Who can find someone who's simply consistent? Who can find someone who's just firm in their beliefs, steadfast? I'm like, I'm thinking about, I'm preaching this message, I'm preparing, I'm thinking, God, raise up a church of faithful men and women. And as I'm preaching this, I couldn't help but being so grateful, being so thankful for the wonderful people that are here tonight. That you are being faithful. That every service that you come, that every single week that you come, you know what? We have a wonderful church that is faithful. And you know, God wants us to remind us, just like the sermon this morning. You know what? We can do good and we want to do good, but there comes a point in our lives where we don't see it play out. Listen, you still got to be faithful. Amen. You still got to do what's right. You still got to do what's right in God's word. You know, the Apostle Paul gave his disciple Timothy some stern, sobering words in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. He says this, he says, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. And he says, Till I come, give attention to reading. Amen. Give attention to reading. I wonder when was the last time you stopped and you read a book and you say I'm going to give myself to this many times I'd go to Kurong and I you know I'm guilty of this many times I was like man oh look at that cover on that book what a good title you know yeah wow I'll buy that book that's that's and you read it and all of a sudden it's, it's back on the bookshelf <laughs> you know it hasn't even been read you only just read one chapter it's like oh well oh am I am I, am I touching something here tonight <laughs> you know you just you read a book and it's still not finished I'm guilty but here it is, he's saying to Timothy, give attention to reading. And then he says, exhortation. He's encouraging to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. Many of you here tonight, you're sitting here, you're gifted. God's given you a gift. God's given you these abilities. He's given you some born natural talents, but also he's given you some amazing giftings that, you know what, isn't just to be used for the world. It should be used for the church. And it says, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourselves entirely to them. I mean, what words of stirring. He's saying, you want know give yourselves to them. That your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. You see, when you begin to look into the Bible and we read this verse, Timothy begins to listen to the words of his pastor. Paul is teaching him something. He's saying, listen, you got to be faithful to embrace this direction that I'm giving you, that you got to go in a certain direction. Listen, you got to be an example to believers. You can't just, oh, Sunday morning I come to church and then all of a sudden, what happened Monday? No, you got to keep going. you got to continue in them. You got to continue going for why? Because it will save both yourself and those who hear you. How many know this is a bipolar generation? I mean, we live in a generation where people is like dictated by their emotions. How many know what I'm talking about? 
You know, they do whatever they feel, whenever they, oh yeah, man, I love doing this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get on this journey, this fitness journey. I'm going to get the abs that I've been dreaming for. And all of a sudden, it's like, man, you're back to KFC, back to Macca's. Like, uh, that diet's gone out the window. Because it's like, you know, we're dictated. We're governed by our feelings. We was like, man, look, uh, we're emotional. Whenever pastor's preaching, it's like, yes, pastor, yes. And then all of a sudden, we get out. We reject all these things that we've learned. We undo these things. The direction that pastor was giving us, all of a sudden, we're just like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. now. I don't feel like it anymore. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's be honest, you know what? We want to do what's best in our own interest rather than doing what God wants us to do. And so God is calling us to be steadfast. God is calling us to be faithful. God is calling us to be consistent. God is calling us to continue in it. Some of you here tonight, I'm telling you, you used to be an usher in this church. You used to be on fire for Jesus. You came in with your suit and tie looking good for Jesus. But what happened? What happened to that faithfulness? What happened to the stirring? What happened to the fire? What happened to the zeal? What happened to your prayer life? What happened to the reading of God's word? What happened? We became unfaithful. We neglected the things that we've learned over the years. Such great teaching. Pastor Dax's ministry, such great ministry. But yeah, where is it? I'm telling you, because men and women have now neglected to continue in them. I believe this is a time for us to, you know what, say, God, here I am. I want to be faithful. I'm going to be serving because, you know what, the world can do anything. But you know what, I used to go 100% for the world. I was faithful to this bar, faithful to see these particular people. But you know, when it comes to the church, what happens? Man, we need to be 100% in the church. Give ourselves to it. We need to read. We need to give ourselves to Jesus Christ. So let's talk about what are some areas we need to be faithful in. Number one, let's be faithful in prayer. We need to be men and women of prayer. Our church, amen, Jesus says this house shall be called a house of prayer. And Daniel was a man of consistent, steadfast prayer. And I'm going to ask you a question. What about you tonight? Do you have a consistent prayer life where you're daily, you know what, having this communication with God? You're taking a hold of His promises. You're taking dominion for your family. You're inviting the heavens to come. You're praying, God, you know what? Have your way in my home. Have your way in my marriage. Have your way in my finances. God, your destiny, let it be done. Are you praying all these things? Because I'm telling you, you know what? It's not enough for a Christian just to come on Sunday. Oh, yeah, just piggyback of someone's prayer at the start of this. You got to have your own prayer life. You got to have your own, uh, you know what, walk with Jesus Christ because one day, I'm telling you, you know what, prayer is just a relationship. Prayer is simply communicating with God and there will be come, there will come a day when you stand before God and Jesus will say, man, depart from me. I never even knew you. Oh, I came to church. I sang some songs. It's like, yeah, I knew about, you know, church. I knew about the pastor. I saw, met some people there, but you haven't even had a prayer. You, there was no relationship with Jesus. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing. Amen. Let's be faithful in these areas of prayer. Another posture of faithfulness, an area that we need to be in, in is number two, finances. You know, I didn't have a lot of money growing up. Uh, when I first got saved, I actually became afraid. I didn't want to go without. And so whenever I got a job, I was kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to keep this to myself. I, I, I need to, you know what, and I begin to 
justify, you know, oh, look, you know what, I need to save this and, and that. And, and I, I got, man, God spoke to me. It's like, man, do you, are you a Christian? Are you, are you, a, are you a believer? Uh, do you, do you, are you going to obey the word? I was like, oh, man. And you know what? It began to reveal my heart that, you know what, I didn't trust God. That, you know what, oh, here it is. God wants to be faithful to us, faithful to forgive us faithful to show mercy every day to us, faithful to renew our minds every day, but yet we're not even faithful when it comes to the finances. That when it comes to God and say, you know what, God, I want to be faithful in giving you what belongs to you. God says in Malachi 3, bring all the tithes into the storehouse and I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing on you that there is not any room enough for you to receive it. Tithe, I mean, that is the first 10% first portion of your pay i can't pick and choose when i honor this you know what it's saying you know what god i'm gonna honor you no matter what number three let's talk about church now on outreach we go on outreach on thursday nights and you meet certain people and you know it's oh i'm a christian oh yep awesome which church do you go to and they oh it's uh, it's, it's the one oh, i don't even know where it's at they don't even know the name of the church they go to and i was like man okay wow okay so Obviously, you can't tell me the name of this. This is, reveals a serious issue where, you know, there's this disconnect of this genuine faithfulness and to, to buy into a church. Hebrews 10 verse 25. This is a very important scripture. Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another. You see, that word exhorting means encouraging one another. Encouraging one another so much more as you see the day approaching. That verse is saying there's a day where Jesus is coming back. So we need to gather even more together, encouraging one another. Number four, evangelism. We need to be faithful in evangelism. You know what? Someone said this, outreach is not an event. Outreach is a lifestyle. That we're going out and witnessing. You know what? It's, it's part of our life. I remember uh, just driving down. and I, You know what? Here I am. I'm driving down. Uh, we had invited some, some of the ladies over our house for lunch after church. And so I'm in the, the um, what do you call it, the drive-thru of KFC. And, and you know, there's an there's a African girl behind us. Oh, man, hey, you know what, boom, give her. And you know what, she's like, oh, wow, let me come to church. Let me come, I want, I want to come to church. And so, you know what, all these things, you know what, wherever you go. I remember Pastor Dax was saying uh, he was trying to go to the shops and he was he's looking through the thing. Oh, should we, and we need milk or we need bread. And he's, he's finding every opportunity to get to the shop to witness to someone. And I want to encourage us, let that be our lifestyle that wherever we go, let that be an opportunity. Grab one of those flyers at the back so it's, it makes it easier to, for you to break the ice and say, hey, listen, did you get one of these? What is it? It's, it's part of our church. Has anyone ever told you about Jesus Christ? Has anyone told you about what he's done? And let me tell you about what Jesus has done in my life. Man, I'm telling you, that opens up something and they begin to open up their heart, their problems, and you witness to them, telling them about the love of Jesus. It's powerful. Now, there's a story. Timothy Stackhole was a New York firefighter. He was severely burned in a 1998 fire. And after that, he recovered. He returned to the force, despite the advice of some friends and family, not to go back into the, uh, into the firefighting business. So that, you know what, he could retire comfortably and just live a life away from these fires. Anyway, he was a great firefighter and passionate about his work. And as soon as he went back and he soon started to, you know, regain his health, he was promoted to captain. 
And Timothy was one of the firefighters that actually ran into the second tower to try and save some people when those two planes had hit the towers. And the story goes that they remember as they were running out, they saw Timothy running in. I was like, you know, man, here it is, a man faithful to his job, faithful to say, I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to save someone else, save their lives. I'm going to sacrifice my own life so that someone else can get saved. He knew his calling. He knew his job to save people. I want to tell you, you know what? That is a picture that the Holy Spirit has called us to a life of faithful service, a life of evangelism, a life that we should come to church to say, you know what? We're praying that more people would come in and get saved. We're going into the fire. We're reaching them out and saving them to say, listen, there's hope. It's found in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's talk about promotion through faithfulness. Because really what ends up happening, when you see someone, and this is true in any workplace, where they start, they're trained, and then there's this consistency, it leads to promotion, it leads to influence. Faithfulness leads to promotion. And the same is true in the kingdom of God. It's not a level-based system where you climb a ladder, but when a man or a woman is faithful in the areas of their life, listen, they qualify for an opportunity with God. God sees that. God, and God uses people who are faithful. And what a, what a benchmark for any church. That You know, we're not just going to hire anyone to come on stage when, when they're not faithful. They're, they're lazy in their devotion. They're like, it's like, man, you know what? We look for faithfulness above talent. You know what? They can come in. You know what? They can have the best skills, sing amazing. But you know what? If they're not faithful. You know, that's not a qualification. And Timothy, listen to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. He says, Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. Watch this. The Lord knows those who are His. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for special purposes and some for common use. Listen to this verse. Those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes. Made holy, in other words, set apart, useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. What that verse is saying is that God is looking for faithful men and women set apart from this world. God goes, you want, boom, I want to use that person. They, 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 they decide to, you know what, not be involved in the filthiness of this world. They decided to be set apart. God goes, you know what, that's an instrument for a special purpose. There's an instrument to be used for a dynamic purpose. And do you know what, God wants to use your life, that you have a purpose, that you have a calling in this church. And likewise, the, the people that qualify for ministry, you know what, they, they qualify because of their consistency, their faithfulness. You know, we don't put out an ad online. We're looking for, you know, a, a youth pastor. You know, we're looking for, no, no, no. You, you come to this church. You, you be faithful. And we see people and it begins to be a witness. And you know what? As a church family, we, we encourage one another. Brother, you're doing so well. And you see them begin to grow. You see the evidence of the fruit of the Spirit on their lives. And it's wonderful because you know where they came from. And so now it builds this wonderful camaraderie within the church. 
that these are faithful men and women that you know what you can rely on them you know that they're going to be faithful you know that they're going to be here not somewhere else you know they'll be faithful they'll do the job and they'll get the job done and these are the people you know we look for when it comes to ministry and this is i'm preaching this because it's a church we are the church and god wants to use faithful people god wants to use you know what people who can be reliable and i'm preaching this this is not something i come up with this is the bible Many people who are like, man, the potter's house, they got so many rules. No, 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 we live in the Bible, man. Oh, man, there's a, there's a high standard that God has put in place. There's a high standard. They used to say, you know what, the priest, only the priest could carry the, the presence of the Lord, the ark. And I'm telling you, you know what, that should be the case when it comes to those involved. They say, hey, this, it's a priestly job. That you got to desire the things of God. That you know what, it's, it's just not common for you to just come in here, do whatever. No, you got to be faithful. You got to live a pure life. You got to be faithful to Jesus. Amen. Let's close with protection through faithfulness. Because in our text, Daniel was cast into the lion's den. And I want to tell you, this is where the rubber meets the road with him. You know, he didn't see, uh, you know, anything else, but he saw these lions. But he remained unwavered. It was his faithfulness to God that led to his protection and his deliverance. Listen to Daniel chapter 6 verse 22. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of lions. They have not hurt me because I found innocent, because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. You see, Christianity is a spiritual battle. There is a lesson tonight that, you know what, there's always going to be conflict with the world. There's always going to be conflict with your flesh. But what will preserve and deliver you when your mind comes under assault or you're put to the test is your genuine faithfulness. You know, one of the things that when we go to Perth conferences, uh, us, the men would get together outside and we'd form a circle. And you'd hear people make the statements, you know, that you know, what we want to do when we go home is what really matters. We would say, you know, what, what do we want to do when we go back? And most of them say, you know what, we want to pray for faithful people. Pray for faithful laborers, man. We need more, more men to rise up. And it's like, man, this, is, this was from other churches. You know, all the Queensland men get together. And that's, this is the prayer that comes down to faithfulness. Listen, if you want to do anything great with your life, if you really want to make it count, if you want to do something of eternal value in your life, amen, pray, know the word, start being faithful when it comes to your money. You know, be a good steward of God's money that God has blessed you with and say, you know what, God, this is yours. When it comes to evangelism, whenever outreach is on, you know what, you know, it's not just another thing on the calendar, man, I want to be there. I'm going to go there. I'm going to win some souls. I'm going to be involved because when everything that we are, we're called to be faithful amen amen every head bowed every eye closed tonight the call of faithfulness jesus is coming back and i wonder if his church is having a one-night stand with the world this ain't no part-time relationship my friend this is not just any relationship jesus desires full-time relationship don't just come to church, play church. You want, No, no, give yourself. Be faithful in, in every area of your life and you watch God begin to move on your life. God will bless your faithfulness. He's a reward to those who diligently seek Him. 
you're here tonight, I want to say, you know what, this, this is a journey. It's not, a, ma- it's not a, a race, a quick sprint. It's a marathon race. It's a journey. You know, every day you got to be consistent, decision after decision. It's this making it in your mind. You know, I'm going to build these areas in my life now. I'm going to build this area of prayer. I'm going to build my life in faithfulness in this area. What about you tonight, church? What, what are some areas that, you know, you, man, I've been unfaithful in this area? You say, you know what, man, that's me. You know what, these altars will be open in just a minute, but before I open them up to the church, you're here tonight. I want to give an invitation. The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. So I want to ask a question. Where will you spend eternity tonight? Where will you spend eternity if you were to die tonight? Is it heaven or is it hell? Jesus spoke more about hell than he did with heaven. Jesus spoke about the the flames that never quench. He spoke about the worm that never dies. Jesus spoke about hell, a place of outer darkness. And he's he's teaching his disciples. He's preaching. He's, He's letting them know, listen, eternity is real. Jesus says, I go prepare a place for you. In my Father's house are many mansions. I mean, I mean, he's talking about eternity. But what about you, my brother, my sister? Are you right with Jesus? If you were to die tonight, where would you spend eternity? The good news, my friend, is this. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You see, our sins separate us from a loving God. Our sins are what is sending us to eternal separation in a place called hell. But Jesus Christ took upon Himself our sins so He can take our place to die on the cross and make a way for us to go into heaven. But you have to make that decision. You've got to accept Jesus in your life. If you want to make heaven your home, you must be born again, Jesus says. Born of the Spirit. And that's simply praying a simple prayer accepting Jesus Christ in your life and you laying down your life for Him. Will you do that tonight? Will you give your heart to Jesus? Will you accept Him in your heart? Let Him forgive you of your sins and let Him give you eternal life. If that's you, you're not saved, you're not right with the Lord, but you want to pray tonight. You want to pray a prayer of repentance. I want you to do one simple thing. Just raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? You're not saved. Your heart's not right with God. Lift it up tonight. God loves you. Lift it up. God loves you. Amen. God bless you. I see that hand. Anyone else? You want to give your heart to Jesus Christ. Lift it up tonight. Let God come into your life. Let Jesus come into your life. Let Him forgive you and let Him give you eternal life. You're here. Maybe you once had a walk with Christ. You once had a relationship with Jesus, but you've backslidden. You've gone back into your ways, your old lifestyle. Listen, God sees the tears that you cry. God knows exactly who you are. And He loves you so much. He doesn't want you to spend eternity in hell. You're not saved. Lift it up. Lift it up. No one looking around. You Lift it up. Say, yep, that's me. I'm not right with God. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift it up tonight. God loves you. He wants to save you. Lift it up. No one looking around. You want to be born again. You want to give your heart to Jesus. Say, that's me. I want to give my heart to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Those of you who raise your hand, you look up at me. Amen. You mean that? Come. Come to the front. Come. We're going to pray. Amen. You want to join these honest people tonight? You want to come out of your seat? Come. We're going to pray a prayer of repentance tonight. Just pray this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I'm a sinner. And I 
I'm asking you to come into my heart. Forgive me. Watch me and cleanse me. Tonight, I'm asking that you be my Lord and my Savior. I thank you for eternal life in heaven. I give you my heart. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just lift up your hands right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch these wonderful people, God, I pray. Lord God, seal, Lord God, all that you've done. God, this prayer, Lord God, right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, minister in the name of Jesus Christ. We know, God, your word says that, Lord, any man being Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away and the old things have become new. Thank you, Jesus, for the new resurrected life. Hallelujah. Church, these altars are open. If God's spoken to you tonight, God's speaking to you about, you know what, being posture your life for faithfulness. We talked about prayer. We talked about finances. Talked about church. Talked about evangelism. God's speaking to us. You know, these are some areas to even be faithful in. When we come, let's find a place to pray at this altar. God's dealing with our hearts. God's dealing with our minds tonight. God's dealing with us tonight. That you know, we're called to be faithful in this area. Why don't we come out of our seats and let's pray. You know what, God, raise up more ushers. God, raise up. Man, we, uh, it was amazing this morning to see uh, the channelers out. You know what? Sweep in the front there. God bless, man. I'm like, man, faithful people. It's good to see Noah, you know what, the, the number one usher, you know, by himself, man. Faithful man. Let's pray tonight. Say, God, we need more people who are willing to be faithful. And you know what, through faithfulness, there'd be this wonderful promotion, this wonderful revival throughout the church where men and women are just, you know what, faithful. They want to serve. You know, they want to be in service. They don't want to be at home. They don't want to, man, we want to be in church. God, I pray tonight, Lord Jesus, for more Noahs, more, Father God, more ushers, Lord. I pray, Father God, for more nursery workers, God. Lord God, I'm praying for more, God, Sunday school workers, Lord Jesus. Lord God, I'm praying, Father God, for more faithful men and women. Faithfulness, Lord God, that qualifies a person, not their talent or their abilities. I pray for faithful, Lord God, men and women. God, that you'd raise up an army, Lord God, of faithful people, Jesus. Stir our hearts, oh Lord God. May we see, Father God, a revival, Lord God, in faithfulness. Jesus, I pray for husbands to be faithful to their wives and their wives to be faithful to their husbands. God, I pray, Father God, for faithfulness to rule and reign in our lives. God, as we are faithful to you, Jesus, that you would pour out your spirit. Oh God, that you would manifest your power in this place, Lord. Jesus, we worship you, Lord. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Right now, God, have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way, Lord God, in our hearts. Have your way in our minds, oh Lord Jesus. Shalom.